Good morning, Old South Church. It's great to be here. As we celebrate Juneteenth and June Cooper this morning, I want to say how grateful I am and honored to be with you this morning. My cup runneth over with gratitude and joy for the work that we have done together here at Old South Church. Uh, as you have partnered with me, 150% in my role as the Executive Director at City Mission. I'm so grateful this morning, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Let us pray for the preached word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Every now and then, God reaches down to us mortals with a question. The divine mind of God doesn't echo the human mind. God's questions generally challenge us. They probe us. And at times, they, ignore, they annoy us and they interrupt us. In our text, God is having a conversation with Cain. So as a backdrop, you might know the story. Cain kills his brother Abel. Cain and Abel are the first sons of Adam and Eve. Cain, the firstborn, was a farmer, and Abel was a shepherd. The brothers made sacrifices to God, each of their own products. Each man had a, their own distinct qualities and gifts. But a rivalry came about between the brothers. For some reason, Abel's efforts reached the smile of heaven and Cain's didn't. Cain's envy burned in his heart. He got madder and madder and jealous at his brother. One day, Cain coaxed his brother out to a field. And that anger got the best of Cain and he killed his brother. God looked down and inquired of Cain, where is your brother? Cain's response to God was defensive at best. Cain said, how should I know? Am I my brother's keeper? Cain wasn't fuzzy-headed or confused about what he did. You see, it was Cain's policy to look out for number one, and it was Cain's policy to do unto others before others did unto you. God's question of where are, where is your sister or brother? is a question that deals with the very basic of human relationships. It is a question that is directed to each of us at a personal level as well as as a, as a communal level. It is a question that interrupts the present and it probes into what we might consider our personal business. It is a question that reminds us of the fact that we are not islands unto ourselves but that we are connected, inherently connected with one another. It is a question we can't avoid because it comes out of the mouth of our God, our creator, who made us. And to be created and birthed by God means that we are a blessing from God. Now, a window has opened in this country at this time, and it's a window for us 
to embrace racial reconciliation and truth-telling. A confluence of national policies and grief and rage following the murders and deaths of too many uh, black Americans by the police has brought the holiday of Juneteenth, which we are celebrating, which is celebrated annually on uh, June 19th to a new prominence across the country. I say, well, the cat is out the bag. Because the African American community, we have commemorated and celebrated Juneteenth for decades. Juneteenth is tied to the story of enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas, as they were the last to learn about the freeing of the enslaved people. And they did not learn for two and a half years after the emancipation had formally been put into place. So this day, June 19, Juneteenth, commemorates the end of chattel uh, slavery across the United States, but it is tied to Texas, which is the last outpost in the country that people get the word. But people are still living in bondage two and a half years. There's been a delay. Juneteenth is an important day because it tells us, it tells and retells the story of black people's struggle for freedom in this nation that seems to be invested in forgetting the past and refuses to acknowledge the deep pain and trauma of separation and oppression and torture that runs through our national narrative. For us as people of God, it is a day that joins truth, healing, hope, and faith together. And it is a day that should cause us to ponder God's question. Where is your sister? Where is your brother? As people of faith, Juneteenth gives us one more opportunity to stand up and be counted to declare God's dream for the liberation of black people and really understand what it means when we say black lives matter. Because of our common life in Jesus, this sacred day calls for all of God's people to dare to live into God's dream of racial healing and equality, realizing that I cannot be free until you are free. You cannot be free until I am free. We're tied together. God asked each of us, where is your sister? Where is your brother? If we're going to answer that question rightly with integrity, we have to realize that our humanity is tied up to us claiming the gifts that God has given each of us. When we claim those gifts, we come to the fullness of our inheritance as children of God. Where is your sister? Where is your brother? If we answer that question rightly, we will embrace people that look and act different from ourselves, people who are wrapped up in different colors of skin. And we will embrace that journey with faith, knowing that we'll, it will be uncomfortable and despairing at times. If we are to answer that question with integrity and rightly, 
We must listen to the stories of people who have been disenfranchised and hurt by oppression, people who have been disenfranchised from American culture, people who don't even have a chance at the American dream. But we must listen to those stories with eager ears and open hearts and open minds, just as Jesus did. If we're going to answer that question rightly, we must practice radical mercy. You see, radical mercy requires me to see you, to see you and to value you as a child of God and vice versa. And to get to that place of practicing radical mercy, sometimes our hearts must be broken for God to work through the pain. So I want to share with you this morning the story of Avery Jenkins. You might know Avery's story if you've read Brian Stevenson's uh, award-winning book, Just Mercy. Brian Stevenson is a public uh, interest lawyer, but he's known more for the founding of the Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery, which I've been privileged to pilgrimage uh, with members of Old South too, um, over the past two and a half years in my work at City Mission. There in Montgomery, what Brian Stevenson has done so wonderfully is he has helped us to connect the dots, to see what the legacy of slavery and the terrorization and the lynching, how that continues to play out in our current systems of criminal justice, criminal injustice, I should say, and in the disparities that we see in all the social and economic indicators of our time. Avery was a young man who wrote to Brian Stevenson asking for help as he found himself on death row for the brutal murder, murder of an elderly man in his community in Alabama. The letter suggests that Avery was suffering from mental illness. And in the letter, Brian learned that Avery's crime, um, Avery's crime and his, his court records never documented um, the mental illness and the, and the uh, emotional challenges that Avery faced. Fast forward. Brian decides to visit Avery. So Brian pulls up in the parking lot of the prison and he notices a pickup truck with disturbing images of the Confederate flag and a gun rack on the back and a bumper sticker that reads this. If I had known it was going to be like this, I would have picked my own damn cotton. The truck belonged to a prison guard who would give Brian, as he describes in the book, the most aggressive strip search he had ever had. As the guard unlocked the huge door uh, that padlocked uh, the prisoners, the guard grabbed Brian's arm and said, hey man, did you happen to see that truck out in the visitation lot with lots of bumper stickers and a Confederate flag? Did you see that truck? That belongs to me. Avery's backstory is that he is seriously mentally impaired. 
He has brain damage and schizophrenia. At the age of 10, he lives, he starts his trek through foster home after foster home. Abused, emotionally and sexually. Leaving at the age of 17, those foster homes, living in the woods, and deemed unmanageable by the juvenile correction system. He's homeless. All of this is missing from Avery's file. Each day when Brian would visit, Avery would ask him, did you bring me a chocolate milkshake? And Brian was a little baffled by this because this is like, this is a serious matter. Well, fast forward again. Brian won a new trial for Avery. Avery got off of death row and was sentenced to a facility where he could receive the proper treatment that he needed. So in his final visit to see Avery after the trial, Brian enters the prison and the prison guard's tone and demeanor has changed and it's kind of baffling. The strip search is no longer necessary and he's greeted by this prison guard with a big hello. The guard said to Brian, I appreciate what you're doing. It was so difficult for me to be in the courtroom to hear what y'all were talking about. You see, I came up in the foster system and man, I didn't think anybody had it as bad as me. It brought me back memories as I heard what you were saying about Avery. It made me realize that there were other people who had it as bad as I did. And he paused. And he said, oh, wait, I've got to tell you something. I did something I probably wasn't supposed to do, but I want to let you know about it anyways. On our trip back to the prison after that last day, I took Avery to Wendy's to do what? To get him a chocolate milkshake. To get him a chocolate milkshake. To be without mercy in our hearts is to be without an honest awareness of our humanity. Where is my sister? Where is my brother? You see, my brokenness and your brokenness is a source of our common humanity. And this is the place where God who asks those questions that same God who annoys us at times is the God who heals our hearts for the work of radical reconciliation and love. Where's my brother? Where's my sister? Dare we enter in to encounter God's soul-searching challenge and to practice radical mercy in love with one another. Where is your brother? Where is your sister? Amen.